so to probably back in i would say 2014 is where i first became hip to uk rappers i was dating a girl at the time who was from toronto and toronto has a very symbiotic relationship with the uk and um i know up to this point this podcast has pretty much been about things from the south music from the south and this particular episode isn't necessarily about anything from the south but it is something that i feel personally attached to in the way of um i want to see whatever whatever xenophobia exists in the ears of hip-hop fans in america i want to do my part in seeing those walls come down so this episode of the something to say podcast will be about uk artists uk rappers in particular uh grime artists and just the culture that's going on overseas that is quietly making their own black history in their own way in their own country that we've been kind of privy to here because our culture has been such a big part of the mainstream for so long so we're going to talk about some of these brothers and sisters overseas and the music that they're making and the impact that they're having there and maybe the impact that they'll have here and that is uh the something to say podcast welcome back everybody thank you for being here this is ja this is yo and i'm christina and we are all back today to do some podcasting what's Hello. up guys? how's everybody good you just showed me this video of the brit awards Stone oh yeah, yeah, yeah performance yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into that yeah but that's we're, we're like, i'm feeling that. good about that but this episode yeah. is good is well timed well i think so yeah yeah, exactly. yeah 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 i think the way we plan this thing out or maybe Actually, didn't we, we actually, technically, this is our episode is like earlier earlier than it was supposed to be, isn't it? Did yeah, we, like, push yeah. It we were originally thinking about it for over the spring, but you've been blowing up the group text first of all. Yeah, I feel like the ambassador for like <laughs> <laughs> for for this UK rap grime hip hop movement. But I do want to see people like embrace the music because I think it's dope. But I think obviously there's like America's relationship with. Not necessarily British music, but with British rap or British, you know, black culture has been totally different than it's been for, you know, Oasis or like the Beatles. You mean Beatles the Wonderwall people? Or, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like, wow. Well, like, UK rock and roll guys have been beloved in America forever. Forever. <laughs> and like, there hasn't been. At least until they uh, called out Jay Z. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah, so, yeah. yeah so, no Gallagher was a dick. That's when they became <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah. And so, no Gallagher was a dick about it. It was kind of like, all right, well, fuck you guys. Then. <laughs> but like, they're in the in the mainstream of American culture. I feel like there hasn't really been a black hip hop artist or hip hop or R and B act that was. I mean, maybe Craig David is probably. The, the, I mean, Craig David. Don't talk he, about my high, well, Craig, high school well, crush Craig like this. That's rude. He's from, is he from, he was from England, he was from Toronto. He's from Toronto, right? I think. I so, thought, I thought he was UK all the way. Maybe he's UK all the way. Somebody's probably listening to this like, Can someone still listen? Away, that was terrible. Craig, don't take Craig David away from us. Oh my God. But I feel like there hasn't been like a, 
a mainstream rap act that like the only connection I have to UK music rappers grind music was Dizzy Rascal when Dizzy Rascal would did like TRL with Carson Daly I think back yes in like the 90s or I do like that. remember that and at that point it was still like a subject of ridicule like Dizzy Rascal what the fuck is this like get the fuck out of here like at least amongst my friends I don't mm. know if, I don't know if he ever really took hold in America but like to me at that point it was still the accent he talks funny they rap funny what are these weird ass beats like it was a whole thing like what is the BPM even? Yeah, like what is this? What I, I don't listen to music that moves this way. How do I even interpret this? Like what were you guys' impressions of UK rap or or UK grime music up to this point? Uh, I feel like Dizzy Rascal was also my introduction, but um, I can't say I dove too deep into it. It was mm. mostly just like the singles and things like that. Uh, I've actually been hip to Lil Sims pretty early, pretty much ever since like Kendrick Lamar co-signed her. But there hasn't been an album that like really stuck with me until this most recent one, Mm -hmm. the gray area one. Uh, So that has to be like my personal favorite. But aside from that, I feel like I'm in the same boat as like a lot of people, whereas like they saw Kanye perform all day over at the 2015 Brit Awards Mm -hmm. and they saw Drake attempt a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) And that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. 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 I want to say when Kanye did the Brit Awards and premiered all day, I don't know if I recognize the significance of that. I thought it was just an award show. Mm -hmm. It could have been a Grammys, it could have been BET, it could have been anything. It wasn't significant. The stage wasn't significant. Right. But now thinking about it, that was huge. That was oh, a huge yeah. moment for him to be over there, to have all those guys on stage, to have the flamethrowers premiere a, a brand new record. I don't know too many rappers that premiered a new record as big as Kanye in the UK. I know, you know, Jay went over there and did shows and everyone toured there, but to premiere a new record, I didn't recognize how big that was. And I guess because UK rap, if you're not on the internet, it's not in your orbit. I feel yeah, like in, America, in Atlanta. Yeah, you're not well, I can only speak for Atlanta. I don't know about other places. That's Maybe. true. In Atlanta, we're definitely like in a bubble. You were in like right. a huge bubble where the only accent is Southern. And plus, only- it's like the the type of music it is almost feels like, and this might be stereotypical, but it almost feels like a, the entry point would probably be on the coast somewhere in New York or in mm-hmm. LA before it would like pop off in it trickle down right yeah, right, sure. right. Yeah. and if there's no like pipeline to bring it down, right, here, bring it down here then, then who's gonna be there you're not person. even touched by it and yeah it's I, nowhere in your tent even if you're not looking it's not anywhere around where you exactly but to that point about kanye I, there was a i think when he did that it was a big deal especially for the brit awards and and for kanye and what it was but i think at the time there was also feelings of this is fucked up because at that point in 2015, like the grime scene there was still in a place of like, you couldn't do local shows. Like the cops are still actively, mm. you had to get permits to do grime shows and they weren't sh- in, in local levels. They were shutting all that shit down. So 
there was people that felt like, well, damn, so you don't fuck with any UK artists. You won't allow us to do anything. But Kanye West wants to come over here and do a set that was basically like this. In the same way you saw in the Stones, he performs all those people on stage. Like that would be a grime set. That would be regular. In the same way in hip hop shows, sure. you see rappers have a million people on stage. Yeah, that's the mob. That's yeah, that's the mob. But it's kind of like you let Kanye come over here and perform our culture in front of us and won't let and won't have us at this show on the biggest at, stage at, at, on the biggest stage yeah. there was no Stormzy's doing that shit in 2015 sure there were there weren't any black grime artists or black uk rappers that were even in that kind of space at this point yeah right 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 so when i showed you the video and you and you were talking about like is it significant it's significant in this from the standpoint of that doesn't happen Mm. Like this it is doesn't like, happen. Yeah, like when Stormzy performed at Glastonbury last last year, he brought out Dave mm. and uh, Dave and Fredo, and they did a record they have called Freaky Friday. It was Freaky Friday was what Stormzy said on stage was that that was the first number one rap grime record in UK history. They had never had a number one record in the country that was a rap record. Mm. We've been had number one records in the country that were hip hop records. Right. Over here, that's not even a thought. And when he said that on stage, I was stuck and I rewound it to make sure I heard what he said. And I said, oh shit, like, you know, for them, this type of, the being able to do their art, do hip hop, mm -hmm. do grime in those spaces is a totally new thing for them. Right, right. Well, it seems like they're making strides incredibly quickly, right? Because, if, again, if you go back to 2015, when Kanye is sort of being this liaison for, for grime per se, uh, I think immediately after that, they had like the Brit So White hashtag, you know, popping mm -hmm. off because, again, these award shows aren't recognizing these particular artists. To go from that to, I guess, Stormzy performing at the Brit Awards just recently, and then Dave winning this humongous award. It was like, what, best? He won uh, best album. I think he won best album. Right, just like period, period. point like, blank. Yeah, yeah, best album, like Dave. Yeah, like that's incredible. Yeah, that's an incredible thing. So for, you know, to that end, it's kind of like, when you see the staging of that performance and you see like, that was a set that was equivalent to like, how Beyonce had her set at Coachella. Like this is a, mm -hmm. this is at an award show, mm -hmm. a huge production, a huge huge production for a black artist, a rapper, at the Brit Awards. Like that's just not for them. That's a brand new thing. So when I look at the reactions on that YouTube page of people's what they're saying, I mean it's a similar sentiment than what people would say here that you know they love seeing yeah. black artists doing their thing, et cetera, et cetera. But they're saying it from a standpoint of almost like we haven't seen this in this kind of way before. Right. You know, and I, to that standpoint, it reminds me a lot of like, it's almost like hip hop in like some type of time machine <laughs> where <laughs> like the shit that rap artists had to deal with in the eighties or whatever is like what they're dealing with right on some of the barriers they're breaking right now for themselves in their own country. Right, right. Will Smith is looking at this footage being like, I relate to you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know what this so feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what this feels like. <laughs> Fuck those people. Fuck those people. I guess you're right. It's a very specific time period in rap where there's still some things that we have to overcome, obstacles mm. that we haven't broken all the way through yet. 
but it's way more accepted now. Way, way, way Rap more is accepted. way more embraced. It is definitely mainstream. But in the UK, you know, go back five, six years, grind music was just not accepted at all. Yeah. It was so such so much of an outcasted genre. And for them to kind of rise up like this and to have their superstars, it is like when rappers had their first superstars and they start getting their first hits. It's black history. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think to your point, we should look at all blackness and all black history and music as significant to hip hop because right. a lot of these things come from the same pipeline. It's the same root. Like yeah. a lot of the, you know, a lot of grime music is more about electronic and and like garage music and like it's a it's a more grungier electronic type of sound. But they're MCs. Like right. what what they would you know from. From what I've seen and and the you know in watching interviews and just hearing different artists talk about it, it sounds like they were having ciphers just in the same way that rappers are having ciphers over here. From you know having pirate radio, and you know putting an antenna up somewhere and getting a bunch of people in a room and everybody's rapping over beats and mm-hmm. you know they have they had their whole culture. Mm-hmm. And culture, it, yeah, it they, they, culture. They, yeah, they really have their own culture, and for me, it's like it's so akin to hip hop and rap. It to me it almost feels like why wouldn't you embrace mm-hmm. what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like right. especially in this time when we are, there is this, I guess, a, a, a more heightened sense of blackness and what it means in these spaces. Like why wouldn't you include? these same people these are you know what i mean like they're setting their own standard and it's it's not like and even beyond just the uh i don't want to call it the novelty but even just beyond like supporting black people the music is actually dope mm-hmm. like i know that the sound of grime is one thing but when you talk about little sims album little sims album really isn't a grime album she's no. just rapping right and it has its own flavor to it, but like she's just rapping. Right. Right. I think compared to some of the other albums that you had us listen to by Dave and Stormzy in particular, Lil Sims Gray Area hit me more like a like Jay-Z's takeover beat. Mm-hmm. It, it just hit me today. I was like, there's something about this like percussion and the overall style that just hits differently. Big drums. Right. Versus I think with uh with Stormzy and Dave, it's interesting to kind of reckon with and try to understand this particular stigma around a genre that has been very underground because when you think about uh, Stormzy and like records like like Blind By Your Grace and stuff like that, like if you just take that song at face value, it's an incredibly mainstream sounding record. Very mainstream. Like and super commercial. Right. And you kind of hear and Dave is somebody who's like very earnest. Mm-hmm. I think for lack of a better word. This is somebody who's been very approachable by sort of kind of just letting all of his emotions, you know, out on the table. And so it's wild to see them kind of deal with these double standards. Cause like I guess on one hand, it's like they're sort of having to carry the baggage that grime previously held but at the same time it's like 
I mean, to me, it's like these these records are made to be like mainstream pop, like t these Titanic mm. records, like these grand gestures and grand statements that you don't necessarily associate with like an underground genre. Grime, yeah. Well, I mean, it's mean, just Stormzy's credit, like in a lot of his interviews, he'll say that like, like unabashedly. To him, it's not like a, here it would be, at one point it was, I guess he's kind of dealing with what rappers dealt with at one point too, mm -hmm. right? He'll tell you straight up, you can't listen to my album and know what grime is. Like if you you'll hear grime songs on my album, right? But you won't just be able to listen to my album and be like, "Oh, this is the definition of grime," because he wants to make those big mainstream records. He's mm -hmm. telling you straight up, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do my MC shit always, but I'm gonna have Blinded by Your Grace. I'm gonna have On It with Ed Sheeran and Burner Boy. I'm gonna have these records that are shiny mm -hmm. and pretty and like can be played anywhere amongst in any setting. And I can be an artist who he wants that for mm -hmm. himself. So he's mm -hmm. not really fighting it. Yeah, but um, but those but the earlier works of Stormzy weren't as you can hear where it was like okay he's just doing grime now like right you know do you know where grime got to the point where artists could cross over where it getting shinier meant more commercial visibility because I was like it's a choice right it's a decision to try and get it to cross over mm -hmm. but. And that usually means there's an opportunity there. Like I think about Jay Huss. Like his right. album sounds really shiny. Yeah. Very like this is I'm trying to exactly. Yeah. 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 And that seems to be where they're at right now, creating these grandos albums that can be sold not only in their space but to cross over. You know, same thing with Skepta. Like I don't know when Skepta started popping in the UK, but I remember when he started crossing over as far as like American rap, and then mm. you would see him featured on like a Playboy Cardi album right. and a Drake album. He would pop up in random places, mm -hmm. but you know that to me that meant he crossed over. But I don't know what it means to cross over in the UK without popping in America. I mean, I think to, I don't think they need America anymore. No, I don't think they need it either. I think that. Um, but you, are you saying that some of the biggest stars like Dave can just be big in the UK? Yeah, that's what I think. I don't doubt ever. Yeah. I mean, again, Storm. I think Storm. He talked about that a little bit too. He feels like he, I, he would like to be in America if you know if people here accept the music and there's a genuine interest and people take to it a certain way. Cool, but his his whole career could be over in the UK. And he never really turned into a big American artist, and he would still be one of the biggest artists in the world. Mm. That Amer and to me, that is the like. I guess that's the part that's disappointing to me. Oh, and and not from the standpoint of like they need us, but just like damn. So he could be a huge artist in the UK, tour the whole Europe, the whole, the whole Eastern <laughs> Hemisphere, <laughs> and America's just too what like. Are we are we are we like the asshole Americans that they think we are that we can't like appreciate somebody else's art or somebody else's culture in the type of way where the whole world is loving this thing and we're just over here like yeah fuck you you sound like Mary Poppins <laughs> like is that what it's gonna be forever I don't know well I guess with America it's like they ran away from Britain's home they were like the 
you know, the moody teenager that was like, I'll need you, mom. And then now UK rap is just like, fine, you don't need me. You don't get any food then. But that's part of the hypocrisy that frustrates me because Americans love British shit. Americans love to mock British accents or do British <laughs> accents. Americans love Austin Powers. Americans love Idris Elba. Meghan Markle. We Americans love Meghan over Markle. here. Uh, Americans love like a million British things. Like top every, boy. every, all the top boy, all the best actors out right now in the biggest movies are all black Brits playing Americans. Like we love British people here, but, but you, the rappers is nah. We love Amy Winehouse. We love <laughs> Lord. We love Adele. Adele. <laughs> like we love like James Bond, Sean. Con- everyone can get a piece. It's just like if you rap and you sound that way, yeah, I'm not fucking with you. I'll say, like, damn, bro. Like, I think it might be because we don't have a radio station that represents that. If I think about how I know how m- music moves here in Atlanta, it's radio. And th- to me, and this is personally, I don't know where to go to hear UK rap music. What? I, I, and that's the yeah, here. Like, like literally, like yeah. pull up and, and, and be like physical. I don't think it's physical enough here yet. It would have to be more intentional. Yeah, like it would have to would be. have to decide. I actually did think about that the other day. Like, I wonder, because I feel like people in Atlanta know, because it's not like people in Atlanta aren't, it's not like we're cut off from the world. I think there's people in Atlanta that know kind of what's going on, even if they don't know the, all the songs or all the rappers. I think they know that something is going on. Maybe they know one song or they have, you know, one artist that they heard of that they like or something like that. But if you did an event, if you did a purposeful, like, UK party. We're gonna throw a grind party and we're gonna play these records. I just wonder what the response would be. If Same. you played the right records. Same. I mean, even if you played the wrong records, just to do it. I don't I mean, just to do how, it. how many people show up? I don't know. I have no clue. Well, how I mean, I think up. in Atlanta, if you if you did it where it's an open bar for two hours, I think if you offer free <laughs> drinks to people, like they'll show up anywhere for any event if you say I, I could drink. I I've done it millions <laughs> of times to places that I had no intention on actually being or participating in, but I went there for a couple hours and it's then like, had a couple of drinks. What is this for again? Yeah, what is this for? All right, I'm just here. And then before you know it, I might have stumbled into a good time or something. But I do I do think it would be interesting. I just want to gauge I'm interested to see people's reaction. I just think the physicality of it is what's holding it back from fully crossing over. Because you mm-hmm. you can, if you're not online, I feel like you can just completely miss an entire movement. For sure. And maybe that's just the problem with America being so central and being so, we the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't yeah, even yeah, look yeah. outside of ourselves to see that music as culture or see that music as the storytellers of people who look like us but mm-hmm. live a completely different life. I don't know nothing about UK life. Yeah. Except I mean, all, for yeah. skins. Yeah, all, skins yeah. Well, all I know is what everything. I've seen on TV here. Yeah. Most of that, with the exception of maybe Top Boy, I feel like most of that is probably like some bullshit. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to kind of go there and see it. So I don't have any, like even me saying all this, the only frame of reference I have is listening to the music, watching the interviews and like paying, being conscious of some of the artists and paying attention to them like I would, you know, any other rapper here. But not you know, seeing a thing perform in its own environment is something that I definitely feel like at this point I need to do because I've invested this much time into it. So I was like, all right, I need to go to London and like see one of these shows yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and like feel, feel the real energy. Yeah, feel right. the real energy because I feel now I feel like, you know, like when when people from New York would hate Outcast or Goody Mob or whatever or UGK, I feel like okay, well you've never been to like 
a club or anywhere having fun in the South End <laughs> to see this music perform yeah. in the natural habitat because there's no way you could hear this. There's no way you could hear Break Them Off in a place where people are going crazy and you'd be sitting there in the corner like, no, I don't like this. Like, no. <laughs> like, this whole place is going nuts and you right. like it now too because yeah. you feel like what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. um, I think I'm a little bit more optimistic. There's two case scenarios I envision for the future. Okay. Um, one for the WAPAS sequel. Future and Drake link up with Skepta and Burna Boy and just do like the ultimate crossover that they were always meant to do. Mm. That's one possibility. Okay. And then everybody just has to follow their lead. Mm -hmm. But two, yo, you mentioned radio and how radio sort of dictates a lot of what we listen to uh, here in Atlanta. The thing is, radio is increasingly looking outward as well because just as much as radio execs might be heading to the strip clubs or like to uh, like kind of going to these teen club parties to see like whether little babies like really popping or not. They're also looking at Shazam charts. They're looking just as much online as we all are here. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why an old town road even gets to be part of their programming. And so they're pretty much just as self-conscious about their place as a tastemaker as like anybody else. So I think what does have to happen is that like, I think the people ultimately do have to speak like Americans would ultimately have to speak. They would have to look and see that there is actual interest. And then like once they see that like a UK rapper is charting in Shazam in Atlanta, then it's like they have no choice. Um, I think we're closer to the reality than we suspect. And I only say this because the closest comparison I can make is to K-pop. Like K-pop is one of those things where there's a complete language barrier. It's not even a dialect barrier. It's just like nobody knows what they're saying. I don't know what you're saying. You don't yeah. like nobody actually really knows. But I hear that shit at Walmart now. Really? Really. Like Southwest, Atlanta, Cascade, Walmart. Wow. So I feel like it's only a matter of time. Yeah, no, I think the I think you're right. I, I it feels like there's a mainstream part of America that is like, maybe it's like a drip. Maybe we're on like an IV. And it's like <laughs> a real slow drip to like really get it into us. But you know, you're right. Because every morning I wake up and there is K-pop trending. Always. On Twitter, like every single morning. And even like the rise of Afrobeat and like international music is making its way to America probably in a more significant way than it has previously right. especially in this space right um but i also think you know i mean a hit record to cure anything so maybe it's just you know a, an american artist saying all right i want to get this guy on not just a song on my mixtape or just you know but i have this record that i think could be my single but i want to do it with Mm -hmm. Skepta with Stormzy mm -hmm. with Dave with Lil Sims and right. putting them in Americans faces right but so, I think I don't know I wonder how many of them feel like they don't like Stormzy where it's just like you know sure if you do you do if you don't you don't well I mean you don't want to be paralyzed by that idea either because if it doesn't happen then whatever then whatever right, right. yeah it's fine well Stormzy is going to be here on March 30th at Field Buckhead trip. Theater Yes. So oh, I. Oh wait, what? Yeah, Buckhead Theater on March thirtieth. He is. Is it sold out? I don't think so. I think the I was looking at Ticketmaster the other day, but I think it's all. I don't think there's seats. It's just like. Wait. Oh yeah, it's and, Buckhead. You know, yeah, Theater. Buckhead Theater. Yeah, it's just Jim Pop. So yeah, I don't think it's sold out though. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna plan to go because I want to just see. 
Right. I, I, they, I, I'm positive there will be test. people in there. That's it's just going to be about test. how many people and what kind of crowd. What, and What kind of crowd. Yeah, like, you know, because especially with the Stormzy show, because I know there might be people there who have never seen his show. And for him, like, he's, that was a pretty subdued version of it. But generally, like. You're it, talking about the Brit Awards the performance? Brit Award, yeah, the Brit Awards the the performance was a, more subdued as far as how much jumping around and antics he has mm-hmm. but like if you go on youtube and look up stormzy performances from like the last back in 2015 16 when he's doing like club dates and stuff like that it's yeah. nuts in there mm-hmm. like a whole like the mosh pit the whole everything that kids are doing now at rolling loud to little tekka <laughs> is what they are doing in uh-huh. you know birmingham to stormzy records gotcha so we'll see you might see a whole other side of Atlanta that day, to be honest. To be with honest, you. yeah. I, I, think I, I have faith. Yeah. I have faith. I think we, because there's people here who fuck with art. I think if you fuck with art and you're looking outward and you're not just stuck in your ways and you've probably heard some of these records or it maybe just had a tangential interest and let me just go here. Mm. You know what this is. Hold on. on. Honesty hour. Do you guys know anyone from Britain that lives in Atlanta? Britain that lives in Atlanta. Yeah. No. The only person I know personally that's from Britain is Marsha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, know, I don't know any, any people. That me like, neither. Yeah, like I wonder if we'll go to the show and meet people that live here that's from Britain. That's from Britain. Because like, that, that could call them out. They don't get a lot that of would shows. De- yeah, that would, yeah, that would definitely call. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But you're right. That, they, it, that might draw some attention. of like, oh, we're going to come out and do some shit that we know about. <laughs> uh, I want to do like a sidebar. I've been thinking a lot about Pop Smoke, who oh, just yeah. passed, oh, yeah. and his um, UK drill sound, yeah, and how that seemed to have came and took a life of its own, as far as drill music goes. The tour was just about to start. Over. Yeah, and all the dates they said that they were, I think they increased the size of the rooms, yeah, like because of the demand, and that's the another thing is, I think. Uh, the diaspora over there there's so much music mm-hmm. just from Afrobeats to dance hall to grime to drill there's just uh so much music swirled in over there and I feel like different channels might create different stars so if we can have a rapper like Pop Smoke from Brooklyn be able to take that sound and, and build a career that's heard on the radio here that's heard in the clubs then I don't see why the same thing can't happen in reverse. Because he's oh, going over there. Yeah, he's I going over there because he sold out over there. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could literally, if given the opportunity, moved oh, to yeah, the UK for sure. and ran it up. I mean, those sold out those sold out shows over there, he might not have sold out shows in Atlanta. Yeah. He might not have sold out shows in Cleveland. Right. But that him and that yeah, sound, the, yes. and that record, like, they identify with that. To them that makes all the sense in the world. So like I told it makes all the sense to me that he had that kind of anticipation to see him live yeah. overseas. Yeah. And all it takes is a UK drill artist to catch a hit and mm. for it to translate to New York or, you know, to anywhere in the East Coast. Like you said, it sounds like the East Coast is cold. Yeah, it feels like I mean, you know, there's a a lot of their dialect and their and their language and the slang is like African West Indian, mm-hmm. you know. So it feels like yeah, New York is a place where 
that would enter and kind of there's not there's not a real like. language barrier there no, it doesn't feel really as big it's the accent and that's the thing and then once you get yeah, past I think, the accent, that's what it, i've had this conversation with like a lot of people and that's the number like if it was a family feud thing that would be the one that would get you like 76 <laughs> points like the accents like it, steve harvey's just clapping for yeah, you yeah, yeah, <laughs> your background like yes the accent that's i mean that's that's the most that's the biggest barrier to entry some people are with it some people are against it like i said i think to some people it's totally it's received differently when it's rapping yeah then like yeah because didn't academics say something about like i don't like this agenda being pushed on me Oh, did he? That sounds like some shit academics would like say. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he didn't say, it sounded like he did. So, yeah, it sounds like some shit he would say. But I feel like we've been talking about the accents for years, at least since 2014. It's just so, so, Listen, like, I can understand Idris Elba all day, every day. So the psychology of it is so weird to me. It's like people love hearing British people talk. But not rap. But don't rap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't, like, the same Dusty Loops that we love that if DJ Premier did would be fucking amazing. It, like, they don't want to hear someone with a British accent. So I'm like, why? Not? You know what? I thing, think everyone but, just hears the, what's the man's not hot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man's I, not hot. I feel like yeah, whenever yeah. they Michael hear Dapper. the accent, that's what they hear. It yeah, doesn't yeah, matter yeah, what's yeah. being rapped, they just hear that. Well, that's part of the thing, too. It's like, we've, Although people, I'm saying about how much Americans love British culture, we've also tainted British culture from the standpoint of like, we let Nicki Minaj happen. Yeah, oh, right. When rappers try to play with, <laughs> when our rappers try to play with accents, with accents, it's we're like, a little bit more open. Yeah. But, but we, yeah. but we, Nikki I, had the whole British accent when she came out, and I didn't know why because she was a Barbie, and I've never seen a British Barbie before. British, yeah, like she, where did you? <laughs> I have no idea. Create this whole character. I think she was auditioning for Glee. <laughs> that makes sense. That actually makes Glee all the sense. Glee had no rappers on it. Yeah, she, she wanted she, to be the first. Yeah, I was gonna say she sounds. That, that she's the hard. perfect person to be the first rapper on Glee. I fully, fully believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, you're right. I just can't believe we let her do that. <laughs> yeah. And then get mad at rappers from Britain. But didn't you know she went to a performing arts school, yo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She but went it to was LaGuardia, bad. So was <laughs> it was so bad. It wasn't even convincing. And like, it wasn't like she was trying. Like, I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> she never explained it. No, it was just like, this is how <laughs> I Alter egos. Just, Alter egos are how you overexplain everything. Sure. Alter egos is how I explain to my editors why I passed my deadline. There you go. It wasn't me. I can't. Well, I guess Drake has a lot of alter egos. Then. I mean, I was that about too. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say I can't wait for an American rapper to just throw on the accent, but Drake's been killing it. He he did the shutdown. Yeah. Did hey. you like War? Not really. I didn't like, and to me, it wasn't even an accent. I just didn't think it was his best rapping. Like, I, I wasn't even tripping off the accent. But I, I like the accent. I don't think it's his best rapping, but I I like the way. That Drake has to go full character. You like his acting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel like he's been acting for like 15 years. This it's been great. This is what he does. Yeah. What he does best. He really is a transformation guy. Yeah. But like, I don't know who Drake really is. Like, when he wakes up, how does he sound when he talks to Siri? <laughs> when he talks, when he talks yeah. to Siri, is the only one that knows him for real. She's the only one he can't bullshit. You have to keep it real with Siri. You have to keep you feel me? But I mean, if, but to the point about the accent, like, I think we Americans, I think, tend to feel that if you're like a black British person, that it's all like 
tea and crumpets and like the Cheerio <laughs> and like all that shit. And I just think I don't know if everyone appreciates the fact that you can still get shot and or stabbed in in London. Oh my god. Go somewhere the wrong place, someone might do something to you. There's gangsters and goons over there too. They sure. might sound proper. They, I mean speaking of Queen's English, but like Ooh. I wouldn't get it fucked up if I was you like mm-hmm. going over there thinking it's sweet, but mm, that's mm-hmm. what we've done. Oh. I feel you. I feel you. Um well, the Brit Awards did happen recently and I'm just just thinking about that because of how when Tyler the Creator accepted his award, Oh yeah. He called out Theresa May by her name. Like, thanks for the travel ban. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really fascinating. And I also liked that Dave gave like this really pointed performance that was yeah. very much about taking a political stance in every sense of the word. And then he goes on to win the big award. Yeah. Like the, I can't think of a moment in the night, Grammys right. where you get that. That would be like Kendrick Lamar winning album of the year. Album of the year, right. Mm-hmm. But that while, doesn't happen. While also doing We're Gonna Be All Right. Exactly. Or something, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. That would be amazing. But I don't, we don't, I don't think we've had one of those moments really Mm-mm. where someone has had a performance that was really pushing the point about something unjust or whatever the case is and also getting that, like, you almost expect the person not to once you take that yeah, you know, we've had a dull cry for Beyonce, right? But Beyonce didn't. But win. Beyonce didn't win. No, <laughs> so it's like no, when you do no. that, you just expect the person not to win. So yeah. yeah, so him to be able to do that performance and get that award on the same night is really dope. That's so wild yeah, to me. Really and Dave is a young guy. I think Dave is only like twenty two. He or looks like, like a baby. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's like a kid, he's like a young child. Yeah, and if you haven't watched Top Boy yet, he's an amazing actor. Okay. Like, all right, I'm in now. His character in Top Boy, he, he's not, it's not in there a lot. He's just in there for what he's in there for. But what what he does is like, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I fuck with this guy. <laughs> is he better than Kendrick Lamar in Power? I think it's very close. Okay. Oh. There I think we, it's, see, I think you it's, caught Yul's attention I think it's now. very close. It's not the same type of character, but Dave plays like, he plays like a, a lunatic. Like, he's kind of like the Joker. Oh wow! But Shit. as a drug dealer, if the Joker, if the Joker, if the Joker was a street nigga, that is, that is what. If the Joker was a street nigga, if he was part of CTE or with Jeezy and them or BMF, that's what Dave plays in Top Boy. Like he's out of his mind. That's so, the movie Todd Phillips has to make next. Oh man, can you imagine? Yeah. Don't yeah. Todd Phillips, don't do this. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do Reconsider. It, don't do it, Todd Phillips. Cause he's just gonna cast Joaquin Phoenix. We all know this. Yeah, 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 for sure. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. Well, you've just been listening to the Something to Say podcast produced in the Swats by Michael Saba. Um, this podcast is funded by the people for the people. So head over to patreon.com slash something to say if you are interested in supporting.